Today, I get to wrap up our series, Parentology, and I'm curious, uh, did, did any of y'all get into the Olympics like I did? Anybody that were up late watching those, those races and the swimming and all the competitions and all of that? Me and my family, we just got sucked in, and every night we're watching, we saw when like Michael Phelps had like the stank face on, you know, and the dude was like cabbage patching in front of me. I don't know if y'all saw that, you know what I mean? He kind of had like this face like, I'm going to kill you. That's what, that's what his face said, and... And then I really love the track and field, you know, really wondering this year, man, could anybody possibly beat Usain Bolt? And the answer, no. Not even close. Like, it's not even fair. You know what I mean? Like, about, like how disheartening. Those other guys are running as hard as they can. And he's like smiling. And before he hits the finish line, he's like looking to the side. And it just looks so effortless. I, I just couldn't believe it. And then you had the... Uh, the four by we had drama with the four by one hundred relay. The women were disqualified, but then they said, "Well, that somebody elbowed me," and and they got another try and then won gold. And then the men got disqualified, but it, it didn't get turned over because um, the the men they they did the handoff of the baton uh, too soon. Because when you're when you're handing off the baton, there's like a small window that you have to hand it on, and they they handed it off too soon, and so. Oh, so heartbreaking. Can you imagine all that training, the blood, the sweat, and the tears? You travel, and then you get disqualified because you handed off the baton like a second too early. And, you know, parenting is a lot by the 4 by a 100 relay. I know a lot of you think parenting is like a race. You're like, my kids are trying to get ahead of me, so I got to trip them. You stay behind. You, you got to stay behind. But really, parenting is it's like the relay. And we're the first leg, and we got the baton in our hand, and we are running. And our goal is we are raising and parenting our kids or our grandkids, whatever it is, that, that we're going to be able to pass on the baton to them. That it's going to be a smooth transition, that we're going to be able to lay it right in their hand, and that, that they're going to be able to take off and run and, and win in life and, and when it comes to their integrity and their character and their values. See, all of us are passing on something. And as parents, it's a lot like a race, right? There's a lot of blood, there's a lot of sweat, there's a lot of tears, we're running and we're trying to pass and their hands are all over the place and we're trying to have a, a smooth trans off and you're like me, I got shaky hands, I could never do that relay, you know what I mean? I, again, I'm amazed how they do it and, and, and we also got this window, right? We don't have them forever. Just like in the relay, they, they got a small window to hand off that baton. Again, it may feel like a long time, but before we know, boom, our kids are grown and they're at the house and so we got this small window to pass off this baton to them where they could take off running and, and winning in, in life and all that life throws at them. We all are passing on something. And so I've titled my message today, Passing the Baton. Passing the baton, because whether you know it or not, you are passing a baton to your kids or your, your grandkids. They are, they are right behind you. They are watching your every move. It's kind of like a story of a father and son. They went on a backpacking trip through the mountains. And they get, they're, they're going through the mountains and they get to kind of a fork in the path where the dad has to decide, are we going to go to the right or left? And this is a treacherous mountain. There, there could be challenges. And so as the dad is plotting and thinking and planning, okay, which way are we going to go? His son reminded him of his great responsibility. He said, go ahead, dad. I'm right behind you. And every child is saying to every single one of us, go ahead, dad. Go ahead, mom. 
Go ahead, Grandpa. Go ahead, Grandma. I'm right behind you. They're following. They're watching us. And all of us, we are going to pass on something. Our, our kids, they, they trust us without reservations. They are determining right now their values based on the life that we live. Uh, uh, they're, they're emulating us. Matter of fact, if you, if you went to my nine-year-old son, you said, Jace, uh, his name's Jace. You said, Jace, what do you want to be when you grow up? He says, I want to be a pastor and an NBA player. <laughs> oh, what? Y'all don't know I had NBA skills? Hey, don't get crossed over by Pastor Chris. I'm telling you, I got... No, not really. It's more the, the, the pastor side of things. But he watches us, and he, and he says he wants to be a pastor. And then my daughter Callie, she's five. She wants to be the parent. Uh, so, for so many times, I'll hear her in another room, Jace, you're not supposed to be on the iPad, Jace. Go to your room. And <laughs> we got to come around, Callie, you're not the parent. Mommy and Daddy... <laughs> But Jason's not supposed to be on the iPad. He needs to go to his room. I'm like, Callie. <laughs> They're watching us. They're emulating us. Every single one of us, we are passing something on to our kids. And, you know, passing the baton, passing, having a, a smooth transition and, and having a smooth handoff to make sure that we don't disqualify or we don't falter, that we are setting up our, our kids to win in life. It takes a lot of training. I think about that track team. They trained and they trained and they trained to have the good handoff, to have the speed to win. They, tra they didn't train to lose. They trained to win. And when it comes to raising our kids and, and passing on that baton, we, we got to train. The Bible says it this way in Proverbs 22.6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. We must pass on the way they should go. Not, not just pass on anything, but we got to be intentional and strategic with what we are passing on. Most people just hope that their children turn out okay, but the Bible says that we must train them, that, that we must pass on something, that we must be intentional. And if we don't know what we're passing on, any road will lead them to the land of nowhere. And so we can't just be hoping and wishing, but we have to be training to pass on the baton. And today we're going to look at David. And in David's last dying breaths, he's on his deathbed, he, he, he passed on the baton to Solomon. He, he shared some words and some things that he wanted Solomon to know and to learn. Things that, that he wanted to teach him, but it's also things that David taught Solomon through his life. And through his, the way he lived. See, there are some things that are taught, but there's also a lot that's caught. And if we want our children to grow up to be people of character and gratitude and hard work and wisdom and successful relationships and a strong faith, then today we have to be intentional and we have to be passing on to them. And, and again, we can teach those things, but we also pass on to them by the way we live our lives. And we'll see that David did both. And so I want to share with you today three attributes we should pass on to our kids. Three attributes we should pass on to our kids. The first is we should pass on strength. We should pass on strength. Look what David says to Solomon in 1 Kings 2.2. He says, my son, I will soon die as everyone must, but I want you to be strong. 
So I want to pass on strength. I I want to teach you how to be strong. And we need to teach our children how to be strong. You may think, well, Pastor, you're talking about like a push-up contest every morning with my kids. No, 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 not that kind of strength. Here's what we need to be passing on. We need to pass on strength to have a good work ethic. For our kids to have a strong work ethic. And so David, he's teaching them be strong, but David also lived it out. David had a strong work ethic, and so he was able to pass on a strong work ethic. David was a shepherd. He's taking care of those sheep every day. Bah. Taking care. He got his rod. They're not listening. He's having to get them in the pen and lead them. The Bible says that, that there were bears and lions like, like coming after, trying to eat the sheep, and he had to fend them off. And fight. It took hard work. It was tedious. It was long days, but he gave his best, and he took care of those sheep. When David became King Saul's servant, he served him with excellence. He did his very best to honor and serve, and he worked hard for the king. When, when he became king, he had to go to battles, and he was in battles, and he fought battles, and he led his Listen, he displayed, and he showed, and he lived a life of strong worth, so he was able to pass that on to Solomon. And as parents... We want to pass on to our children a strong work ethic. The Bible says in uh, Proverbs 14.23, it says, All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. We don't want to pass on mere talk. We want to pass on hard work. We want to teach it, but we also want to model it so that we raise our kids to know how to take care of responsibilities so that they're working hard in school and on their grades and in their homework so that they're having chores and they work hard at their chores so that, again, when they're older in life, we've, we've passed that on and they're going to be a hard worker at their job and a hard worker in their family. But listen, we can't pass on hard work if we aren't displaying it and showing it and living it out ourselves because yes there are things that are taught but more often it's caught we got to pass on the strength to overcome adversity David was able to pass on this strength because he himself he didn't just teach about it he himself faced adversity and he overcame adversity Go on, he faced Goliath, this big giant that, that was threatening him and, and all of Israel and he faced his fears and he faced his nobody else would face it but he went out there and he faced it, and he overcame, and he, he killed the giant. He, he faced adversity when he was serving underneath King Saul. King Saul got, started to get jealous of David, wanted to kill him, threw a spear at him. I, I mean, so he, here is David again facing adversity, but he was able to overcome it, and he honored the king. And again, I could just see Solomon asking his dad, Dad, God, gosh, can you tell me the story again about you? Like, God, how did you beat Goliath? And, Dad, how'd you honor the king? Like, the king tried to kill you, Dad, and how'd you make it through that? And he's able to share from his experience how we overcame adversity. Listen, we all know that life is hard, and if our kids haven't found that out, they will someday, and we got to teach them how to have strength to overcome that adversity and the challenges and and the things that they are going to face in life. I can speak from experience of my dad passing on the strength to overcome adversity to me. See, my dad was an alcoholic for most of my life, and eventually alcoholism, it destroyed his life, it destroyed his marriage. Him and my mom got divorced when I was 10, and he hit rock bottom. He went from living in a four-bedroom, two-story, nice house in a nice area, to all of a sudden living in a one-room apartment. Not one bedroom, one room. In that room was a little kitchen, that was also the living room, and it was time for bed, you pulled the bed out of the wall into the one room. 
But I got to see my dad respond to hitting rock bottom, to the adversity that he faced. I got to see my dad overcome alcoholism, and he has been sober for 25 years now. I got to see my dad move from that one-room apartment to then a one-bedroom apartment, and then a two-bedroom apartment, and then eventually get back into a house of his own, and he is, a, he is a great dad, and he is a great grandpa, and I'm telling you, watching my dad overcome that, I've always believed in, a, in, in redemption. I've always believed that you can overcome the obstacles and the challenge no matter what you face. Why? Because my dad did. Go ahead, mom. Go ahead, dad. Go ahead, grandpa. Go ahead, grandpa. I'm right behind you. So we got to pass on strength to overcome adversity. We got to pass on strength to control their emotions. See, David could pass on strength to control uh, emotions because David himself controlled his emotions. As I told you, King Saul tried to kill David. And one night in, in 1 Samuel 24, David came upon King Saul sleeping. And this would be the moment. Ooh, you want to kill me? Yeah. You sleep right now. I'm going to kill you. He had that moment for the rage, the anger, the, 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 whatever it was, all he was feeling inside, this king that he honored, he loved, and he served, and he's trying to kill him. Boy, he could have just killed him good. But he didn't. He controlled his emotions. He honored the king. He spared his life. And guess what? He can pass on to his son Solomon. Hey, here. Here's how you have strength to control your emotions. And we have to pass that on to our children. Strength to control our emotions. We got to teach it and we got to lead by it. Ephesians 4.31 says this. The Bible says get rid of all bitterness. Listen, we need to teach them, but we need to show them. We need to teach them to forgive and not to hold grudges because it starts very early in their life for them to start to have those emotions and those feelings. And we got to show them so they don't hold a grudge against their siblings or a coach. Teach them how to forgive. It says you got to get rid of rage and anger. Come on, we got to control our anger. We got to show them. We got to lead the way. We can't have fits of rage. And listen, I'm not perfect. I, I don't know how many of you are like me where you've made the mistake where you have yelled at your kids to stop yelling. Have everybody do that? Where like you hear them yelling and you just you lose it. Well, y'all stop yelling. Stop it. Stop yelling. And they're like, they're like huh? please stop yelling, <laughs> right? Because so much we do, it is caught. And they're watching us. They're saying, mom and dad, I'm right behind you. And so we got to get rid of rage and anger. It says we got to rid ourselves of brawling and slander. We got to slander. We got to pass on controlling our tongue. Listen, don't have loose lips. Loose lips sink ships. And so we got to lead. We got, we got to pass on that baton. We got to pass on controlling our tongue. It says also we got to get, get rid of uh, along with every form of malice. Malice is, is the desire to do evil. And so we got to teach our kids and show our kids to control and keep their emotions in check so that they don't do evil. See, we all have desires to do evil. Come on, we've all wanted to punch somebody or we've wanted to fly off the handle or cuss someone out or, or get even, but we must teach them to control their emotions. And yes, we can teach it verbally, but we need to show them. They're saying, Mom, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, 
I'm right behind you. The second thing that we need to pass on, we need to pass on strength, but secondly, we need to pass on courage. David said to Solomon, 1 Kings 2.2, he says, my son, I will soon die as everyone must, but I want you to be strong and brave. I want you to be brave. I want to pass on courage to you. See, being a king was not easy. Being king, you had to be brave and you had to have courage. You had to have courage to make the tough decisions. You had to have courage to face your enemies. You had to have courage because you had people that were trying to, to conquer you and, and stab you in the back, people that were trying to overthrow you. you. You got really tough decisions that were brought to you that you had to make, and so you had to have courage. And this was Solomon's destiny, and so David's saying, hey, I'm going to pass on courage. Pass on courage to have integrity. David not only said it, but he lived it. It's in Psalm 78, 72, the Bible says that David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands, he left them. David passed on integrity. He lived a life of integrity. He led with integrity. He was a hard worker, but he also had integrity. See, C.S. Lewis said integrity is doing the right thing even when no one else is looking. We have to teach our children to have courage to do the right thing even when no one else is looking. We have to teach our kids, don't cut corners, don't lie, don't cheat, and don't steal. And that means as parents, we can't lie, we can't cheat, cut corners. We have to set the example. We have to teach our children that if you have integrity, nothing else matters. But if you don't have integrity... Nothing else matters. Let me say that again. Rewind. We have to teach them. Listen, if you have integrity, nothing else matters. But if you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. And so we have to pass on integrity to our children. We have to pass on the courage to repent. The word repent means to turn around and go another direction. And although David was a man of integrity, he was a man that loved God, he was a man that, that did amazing things, he also had his flaws. He was not perfect. If you know the story of David, he had a moment of weakness. He had a moment where he made a big mistake. He committed adultery. He had a, a man murdered unjustly. And so David made mistakes. And Solomon knew that his dad makes mistakes. But in Psalm 51, I don't have time to read it if you want to read it on your own. We also see that David repented. And his son Solomon, he knows his dad messed up big time. But he also knows his dad made it right. He also knows that, 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 that his dad re repented for that mistake. And listen, I know some of you are thinking right now, you're, you might be a little discouraged. You're thinking about your flaws and your mistakes and, and your mess ups. And you're like, oh Lord, help my children. Help me. You're, you're thinking about all these things and, and your sins and your struggles and your issues. But listen, listen, we all have issues. We all have struggles. We all mess up. We all miss the mark. And what our children need to see from us is that we will admit our failures and repent. That when we are wrong, we will make it right. That, that we will change. That we will get our heart and our actions back and right with God. They need to see that when we make a mistake in our parenting, that we'll go to them and we'll admit it. See, we're all passing on something. And we can pass on the courage to repent. I know it may come as a shock to some of you, but your children already know you aren't perfect, okay? 
They know it's okay. There's no perfect people, there's no perfect parents, there's no perfect kids. But them seeing and hearing you admit and correct your mistakes will make it easier for them to recognize, admit, and repent on their own mistakes. And listen, we're all, listen, would you pass on the courage? To repent, to admit when you're wrong. If you're headed in the right, in the wrong direction, to make a decision, say, you know what? I want to pass on the courage to repent. I want my kids to see me. Hey, I can, I can turn it around, so they know when they slip up, they can turn it around. See, there's a story of a man named Eddie. Eddie was one of the most successful attorneys in all of Chicago. I mean, he had it all. He had big houses, a gated community. He had all the luxury cars. Again, the most successful attorney in all of Chicago, and he only had one client. Al Capone. And that's the only client he'd need because as long as he kept Al Capone out of jail, Al Capone helped Eddie keep living large. But Eddie had a son, and his son looked up to him, just like all of our sons and daughters. Go ahead, Dad. I'm right behind you. And Eddie had this revelation, and his son was still too young to realize the crookedness and corruptness of Eddie's life. And Eddie made a decision, I want to pass on integrity to my son, and I cannot do that living the life that I'm living, that I, that I want to pass on the courage to, to, to repent. I want to pass on the courage to make a wrong right. And so Eddie made the most difficult decision he ever had to make, but it was one of the most important. With his son in mind, he went and he turned in Al Capone. Al Capone was arrested and then a week later, Eddie was shot down, murdered outside of his house. It was the toughest. It was a deadly decision. But he set an example for his son. To do the right thing, no matter what the cost. And so many years later, there is a young pilot in the Air Force fighting in World War II. And this young pilot was faced with a decision because his plane was running out of gas. And as he recognized this and was getting ready to head back to base, he noticed a fleet of Japanese planes coming in to attack an American ship. And in that moment, that young pilot, he disregarded his own safety, he disregarded the, the gas gauge, and he went and he fought off those Japanese pilots. He, he, he took them down and he helped save that American ship. Luckily enough, he ended up still making it back to his base on the gas that he had. But a year later, he was in another dogfight. He was surrounded by bullets and enemies, but he stayed in there and he fought. And he was eventually gunned down, protecting our country. He died by the bullets just like his dad died by bullets in the streets of Chicago. See, Eddie's son died a hero. See, his dad passed on the baton of do what is right no matter what the cost. And so in war and defending our country, he did what was right no matter what the cost. And he died here. If you have ever traveled through O'Hare International Airport, it is named after Eddie O'Hare's son. And parents, grandparents, I just want to encourage you. There is nothing greater you can pass on to your kids than to show them the humility of admitting when you're wrong making a wrong right, 
teaching them how to repent. Listen, you may be headed in the wrong direction. You may think it is too late and it's too hopeless. Listen, you can turn it around and they are watching you. They're saying, go ahead, Dad. Go ahead, Mom. I am right behind you. And them watching you see you turn your life around and to repent and admit when you're wrong and to make it right, to do the right thing no matter what the cost. Oh, you are passing them on a baton for success. You are passing them on courage. And so we got to pass on courage, and then thirdly, we got to pass on faith. we got to pass on faith. 1 King verse 2, verse 3 through 4, David says to Solomon, he says, Do what the Lord God commands and follow his teaching. He's passing on the baton. He says, Obey everything written in the law of Moses, then you will be a success no matter what you do or where you go. You and your descendants must also faithfully obey the Lord. If you do, he will keep the solemn promise he made to me that someone from our family will always be king of Israel. Listen, David in the Bible is called a man after God's own heart. Yes, he was. Yes, he made mistakes. He was not perfect, but he loved God and he served God. He was faithful when he messed up. He repented. Again, he had a heart after God. And so David was able to pass on faith in God to his children. He was able to pass it on to Solomon. There's a story of a son that asks his dad, Dad, what, what does a Christian look like? And the dad said, well, a Christian is somebody that has accepted Christ as their Savior, and they love Jesus, and they serve Jesus, and they're, they're people that they love their neighbors and their friends and, and even their enemies. They're somebody that prays and reads their Bible. They're, 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 they're gentle. They're somebody that can't wait. to. They, they look forward to heaven. And they know that every single day of their life is all about living and serving God. Son, that is what a Christian is. And then the son said to the dad, Dad, have I ever seen a Christian? Listen, I don't know about y'all. But Jamie and I do never, don't ever want Jace or Callie to come to us and say, Mom and Dad, have we ever seen a Christian? That we're going to love God with all of our heart and we're going to pass on the baton of faith and we want our kids to know what it is to love God. Listen, we know that the most important thing for our children isn't the job that they will work, it's not the money that they will make, it's not the home that they'll live in or the friends they will have. The most important thing for their life is that they love and serve God and we do everything we can. We're not perfect, but we do everything we can to love God and serve God and follow God and pass on that baton and teach our kids about God. The Bible says it this way in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 7. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be upon your heart. See, for us to pass on a love for God, we have to love God ourselves. And if you don't know God, or you are far away from God today, the most important thing you can do for your children is to surrender your life to God. The most important thing you can do for you and your family is surrender your life to God. This one decision will have the greatest impact on your children, on you, on your family, your entire life. Listen, love God with everything you have and watch how it changes your children's life. For the better. And so it starts with us. We have to love God to pass it on. And then it goes on to say, and you shall teach them diligently, talking about the words of God, how to love God and serve God and follow God. You will teach them diligently to your children. That word diligently means wholeheartedly. Now we got to teach our kids about God wholeheartedly. We got to live it and we got to show it 
And again, we got to do it with them. We are passing on the baton to them. And so things that Jamie and I do, but we pray with our kids. We pray before meals. We, we pray at night. We come to church together. We, we serve together. We, we, we talk to the kids about what they learned in church and, and the application of it. And so we, we have to wholeheartedly, we have to teach them and be diligent. It says, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. We don't just talk about God in church. We talk about God in our home. In our home, we have devotions together, and we'll get down, and we'll, we'll read the Bible together. We'll talk about what God's doing in our, in, in our life together. It then goes on to say, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, it's simply saying, hey, everything you are every day of your life is all about loving God and serving God and following God. And so every day, we're talking to our kids about God. We're talking to them about the day. We're, we're sharing with them Bible verses. We're, we're sharing from them on our missteps. You know what I mean? Like when, when something didn't go right or we lost our temper, whatever it is, we're talking about the world. We're, we Listen, we are trying to impress on our kids, pass on the baton of faith to them by living it, but teaching it. We want to teach it to them, but we also want it to be caught. And when we pass on faith, God's word makes us an incredible promise. Proverbs 22, 6. It says, when we train up a child in the way he should go, God's way, serving God, loving God, living God, we are passing on this baton. It says, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Growing up, my mom used to take us to church and I hated it. I hated going. I tried to fake sick. I tried to put my clothes on a little slow, but then I learned, boy, I'd be in big trouble if I did that. So I got them on quick and she made us go and I'm the kid. I sat in church like, you know, all off to the side and my mom had to pinch my neck. Something about pinching in the neck, boy, just straightens you up really quick. Matter of fact, when I, uh, my parents were divorced and I made a decision in high school to move in with my dad and so I wasn't living with my mom anymore and so she, she wasn't, you know, I, I decided not to go to church. Didn't believe in God, didn't want anything to do with God. But listen, this verse has a promise in it. And today, it's so funny, again, I hated going but now I am serving God, living for God. I love God with all of my heart. Listen, I'm passing this baton on to my kids. Listen, I want to encourage some of you parents out there. Listen, you got a wayward child. you like, I raised them. Listen, you keep praying and you keep believing. You have a promise for God's word. There is a seed in their heart and it's been planted and it doesn't mean that they're not going to have struggles, that they're not going to make mistakes, that they're not going to wander off, but you can trust and believe that they're going to return to the Lord to serve him and follow him. But we got to pass it on. We got to pass it on. We got to live it. Listen, we got, again, we got this small window to hand on the baton to them, to hand it off, to set them up. And so I encourage you today, would you pass on strength? Would you pass on courage? Would you pass on your faith? And listen, even when they're out of their home and they've taken the baton, listen, keep passing it to them. Keep living for God. Keep showing them strength. Keep, listen, they're saying, mom and dad, I'm grown, but I'm still behind you. I'm still watching you. I'm still learning. And you will see God do a great work in their life through your life. It's a relay race. We're all on the same team. I know sometimes their hands are all over the place, but listen, you just keep practicing and training and you pass on the baton.